All right, guys. Welcome to the Cultured Idiots Podcast. New year, new episode, new people, new guests. <laughs> we have the uh, Stephs on this episode. Yay. Very happy to have you on the podcast. Um, I think it's going to be great. So, I'm excited. Let's, yes. uh, let's jump into the first question. Okay. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you on the job that you had to keep a straight face during? You have to elaborate on what they do, though. What do you guys do? What do you guys do for work? Do you want to introduce yourself, Fef? Sure. Yeah. I'm Fef. Um, I am a nurse, and I work in neurology, so brain and spine. That's intense. Day shift. So how did you get the name Fef? (laughs) How did I get the name Fef? Um, Well, when I first came to Crossover, there were two Stephanies, so I had to have a nickname. And I got the nickname Fef. Um, I think the story is... Um, there's the Dr. Seuss book, um, a- the ABCs, Dr. Seuss ABCs, and the F is four fluffy feathers on a fifth or feff or feff. And my older brother couldn't say my name very well when I was younger, so he just called me Feffy, and then it turned into Feff, and then Feffany, and then Feffy Sue, and then everything else. Mm. So I'm Feff. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because I didn't want to be Steph or Feffy. Yeah. I was like, you have to have the nickname. I have to have the nickname, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. And then I'm Stephanie. Uh, I'm also a nurse. I work in medical oncology at Holy Family, but we're now called the COVID land <laughs> because we basically like 75% of our patient load is just COVID patients. So that's what I do. And we've both been in healthcare for, I've been in it for five-ish years. You mm-hmm. probably more or it's the same. About the same. So yeah. probably this question is going to end up with a story about wiping butts. But. <laughs> Actually, I really like the one about, um, I think I've told you this one. I don't know if I've told everyone else it, but I had this little old lady I took care of who had dementia. She was the first person to ever spit in my face, so we really bonded. But Mm. she, I mean, was out of her mind. (laughs) And one night we put her to bed, and she's in like in a white nightgown. And we put her to bed, and we turn off the lights in the hallway, and we're standing by one of the medicine carts. And then we just hear like weird singing and like rustling and we're like what's happening so we go and look down the hall and there's like a single light all the way at the end of it so you can just see this like dark figure in a nightgown clapping and singing and it was just horrifying (laughs) and also but just really funny and so we had to like collect her and put her back to bed and it's one of my favorite stories also i don't i'm sure there's like 500 there's a guy who used to like clear his throat instead of going just like he'd go <laughs> that one. Also, sorry to your parents. <laughs> the next room. Yeah, they're gonna be random, like, "What is happening?" Random in screaming. But like, there's just funny stories like that. Like, old people are hilarious. Um, I have a actually a few good ones. I know this isn't like a question specifically for me, but I do have a, a couple of funny um work stories. Um, uh, we've had like you know a lot of stories where we you know are on a call with a client mm. and you know their kids are just like screaming in the background <laughs> or just like making super like weird noises um i see what that's like the majority and you don't want to like laugh or right. like react to it right because you know you don't want to seem like immature and mm-hmm. you know you want to be like professional and, mm-hmm. and treat them as professional clients mm-hmm. um but yeah sometimes it's just it's real hard to keep a straight face totally um Actually, I'm thinking of that guy um, when we were at Holy Family for our undergrad clinicals, and I was with Hannah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so there was this guy that was being held for like a psych hold or whatever, so he had to be there for a couple of days, so he got really <clears throat> familiar with the hospital and his room and stuff, and I, I go in there to help my friend Hannah give him a medication, and we're both student nurses at this time, and I go in there, and his room is just like absolutely covered in these 
styrofoam bowls that have the bottoms of them cut out with spoons in them. And it's just like, it makes no sense to me. I'm confused. I'm looking around. He's a very nice gentleman, but he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got me all these things and I'm, I'm building stuff. I'm sculpting. I'm making things. And I'm like, what are you, what are you making? And he's like, spittoons. <laughs> spittoons. And I'm like, oh, okay, dude, like that's super cool. And so he's showing me around and he's like, they're all over his windowsills, his bed, any table. And then he just opens a nighttime, like a nightstand drawer and there's just full of more. And I lost it. I had to like leave the room because I was laughing too hard. It was just too funny to me. Just him being like, there's more. And I just thought it was hilarious. And I ended up getting like, uh, was lectured by the nurse. She's like, you're going to have to learn how to keep a straight face in this industry. And I was like, <laughs> he had spittoons. So many spittoons. Story. Yes. So, um, I was thinking of this patient and he was like alert, but he was disoriented to like what was going on. And he really wanted to leave. And he's kind of an older man. And he really, for some reason was perseverating on going to the bank. So I thought it would be nice to help him by just taking him for a walk around the unit. So I get him out of bed. We get his walker. He comes out of the room and he looks around and I'm like, okay, let's go for a walk around the bank or around the, around the, the unit. And he's like, no, I'm going to the bank. <laughs> and then he picks up his walker. He doesn't even use it. He just carries it. And he starts sprinting down the hallway. And it's so fast. I have to like run to keep up with him. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're just going to go around, like go this way. The bank is this way. He's like, the bank is not that way. He managed to get to the elevator. Ooh, he hopped into the elevator. Uh -oh. So I jump into the elevator to block it from closing. And he's a tiny man. He's a very tiny man. <laughs> he shoves his shoulder into me, which does nothing, but is kind of weird. And he's like trying to push me off the elevator. So I just have to stand there and I have to call one of the helper nurses who's like three times the size of this man to come over. And he just like kind of picks him up and takes him off the elevator and says, the bank is this way. And just like escorts him back to his room. <laughs> and that was it. The bank is this, the bank way. Is this way. But just the, the image of this little man carrying a giant walker, sprinting down the hallway, and I'm just running after him. It was a... Uh, it was pretty exciting. I would like to see that. It was, that is awesome. It was like exciting. A, it's like a movie scene, basically. Yeah, it was. It was. I like that a lot. Yeah. Why did we get yeah. a lot of anime questions? No, I don't, I don't oh, know. Look, we had one a while back. I decided to put it in because we had guests. So I figured it'd be different for you. Like, we've already oh, okay. answered this question oh. on, a on a previous episode, okay. in case you haven't heard it. But okay. I mean, to be honest, does Avatar The Last Airbender count? That counts. Okay. That's the only anime Isn't I've ever what seen. We said, we said Teen Titan. It was like uh, Teen Titans and Avatar. Some people said it didn't count. I say it doesn't count, but I will let you have it because you haven't seen a lot of good animes. Yeah, the only other... Wait, there are good animes? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I have not seen... I mean, I've seen animes, but I'd, not good I don't know if they were like super good. So Don't tell Ashley I said that. <laughs> So my uh, one of my roommates, he's from Montana. His name's Nathan. He uh, his dad's a pastor in Spokane, and he felt called to move to Spokane. He lived in Montana his whole life. But first time he he moved into my house, sitting down reading a book on the couch. Sorry, and uh, he's like, "What kind of girls do you like?" Anime so girls. I, like, so I, I don't know. Man. I was like, I don't know. That's, and you know, it's like it's someone who I've known for a long time. It's like, okay, yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, girls that love Jesus. He's like, okay. He's like, no, what about like personality wise and like attractiveness wise? And I'm like, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and he's like, 
I'm into Asians. No. Oh no. Females? And I'm like, I, I hope, I hope you mean women. <laughs> I was like, please God. He's going through like, oh, yeah. trying to find a roommate. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, oh. And he's like, he's like, do you like anime? I was like, dude, I've never seen it before in my entire life. He's like, no way. You're Asian though. Like, I am Asian. Oh, no. I am. It's very astute. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've never met a man who loves anime as much as that guy. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, which is, what anime was his favorite? I, I, it's in one year out the other. I, I'm really good at retaining information Probably like one that. Probably those ones but... where like the title is only in Japanese. Mm. Oh, and he was like, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't understand. Right. <laughs> right. So love you, bro. Love what you, did you say? What did you say? Yours was One Punch Man. No, that was uh, Robbie's. Mine. I think I said uh, the Netflix Castlevania. I think that yeah, counts. I've seen that. Uh, it's actually like pretty good. Season two was kind of eh, it's kind of meh. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty good, and yeah, that's pretty much about it. I really haven't seen a ton of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to watch a lot of Dragon Ball back in the day, <laughs> but now that. it's like I can't watch it anymore. It's so stupid it's and repetitive. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know how I watched that when I was <laughs> when I was younger. When you're a kid, you're like, I have no taste, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then you grow up and you're like, oh, Inuyasha's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, by the way, and I will yeah. leave that there. Yeah, see, I, I know a lot of people that, that like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There was two. There What's was Full the Metal Alchemist. Okay. <clears throat> there are two brothers. <laughs> one, uh, both of them are geniuses, but one's definitely more genius than the other one. Their dad's an absentee father because we need plot. And then they both love their mom, and she's like typical side braid mother of anime people. And... <laughs> Then um, she dies. I can't remember how. I think she just starves to death or something stupid. But she dies. Of sadness. She dies of sadness. She dies of anime mom. And (laughs) the two boys, they're like, I'm going to say seven and like five. They're like, we got to resurrect our mom. And so they learn alchemy, which is like, I don't know, the law of exchange or something. I don't know. It's something. But they learn alchemy and... It's called human transmutation, which is illegal, but they're like, we can figure it out. We're seven and five. So they do figure it out, but what they bring back, because they don't have anything equivalent to a soul, what they bring back is like a horrific monster and they have to sacrifice something instead. So they end up sacrificing um, the little boy, the older boy's, um, his name's Ed. They end up sacrificing his like arm, I think. And then the entire body of his little five-year-old brother. So in order to get his brother's soul back and like... Um, back in like the world he gives up his leg and puts his brother's soul in a body of armor full metal Mm. and then um they continue they grow up and they continue this journey of trying to bring back their mom and trying to get the brother's body back um by the older brother ed becomes like they're called alchemists they're like state policemen that are fancy can do superpower things and so he gets like a bionic arm and a bionic leg which is sick and then they like meet people like there's a flame alchemist who like figured out how to do flames so he's pretty cool (laughs) there's one who does ice there's a there's one there's people who do like blood stuff it's weird I just thought it was really interesting. It was a unique storyline. Like the bloodbenders? Like the bloodbenders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like less scary because I didn't watch the Katara bloodbending. I, like the entire time I was watching that episode with Thomas, we had an open window behind us. And it was oh. storming and we're like, so we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow this coming is going to like right bloodbend us. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Also, can we, have you seen Avatar The Last Airbender? No. Okay, I've great. Seen like two episodes. You've seen it though, right? I've seen just enough to to kind of know, know what's going on and i know the premise but i haven't actually like watched it all the way through do you have mm. enough to have a favorite character no avatar Frick. 
his, his name. His name's Avatar. <laughs> his, character's, his my favorite character's Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's pretty cool. Him and his eight hundred versions of himself. Oh, yeah. Guy. Is your favorite? Is your favorite Aang? Favorite character is Aang? Yeah. Don't tell me if it. Don't tell me what your favorite character is. Is it Aang? It is not. You can't have can the again? main character as your favorite character. He's exactly. Character. No, I agree. He never is. Aang, Aang, Aang. <laughs> I'm sorry. My favorite character in the Bible is Jesus. <laughs> You're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? You're gonna sit there and tell me that I'm wrong? That's also a good video. Is it Toph? No. <laughs> then I give up. Do you, why do you think it's Toph? I don't know. You're in green. Is there oh. a dragon in it? Yeah. He's not important. <laughs> it's Zuko. Why would Zuko it not be Zuko? Ew! Your favorite character is Zuko. I love Zuko. You're such a tween girl. It's no, Zuko it's not because so I'm emo. in love with him. You love his character arc. I just think he's really... <laughs> yes, I do. I'm unashamed to say I do. <laughs> Boo. Who's your favorite character? Look at me and tell me what my favorite character is. <laughs> Sokka. <It's> Sokka. <laughs> He's everything I am. Except a man. But one day. No, okay. okay. <laughs> in, um, yeah, no, in, in um, Legend of Korra, he becomes a man. I hate Legend of Korra. Yeah, okay, yeah, me too. <laughs> Anyone worth their salt hates Legend of Korra. Fair enough. The one person who likes Legend of Korra is Satan. Because he directed it. <laughs> Okay. Hopefully, no one likes that. <laughs> Making your fans very divisive. Here. Okay, great. I think we answered the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh shoot! K-pop band. Yes. Oh man. Oh, I bet man. Emily put this question. Emily, no, Ashley, or Destiny? Who did? You <laughs> did. You did. You stinker. Oh, you I want everyone else to answer first. Wonder. One Direction. I need you to stop. I showed you K-pop bands. I like One Direction. I, I, I need you to stop too. Actually, I love. I'm not Justin asking Bieber. for B-pop. I'm asking Justin for K-pop. <laughs> Justin Bieber was one of my top listens in 2020. Is he listening? B-pop. Yeah, carry on. The Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yeah, Black Eyed Peas. Their song "Boom Boom Pow" was the most popular song when I was you born. Know, oh, you know, good. My 12th birthday. I'm so sorry. Wait, that's a song by them? Boom Boom Pow. The Black Eyed Peas do kind of put off a weird K-poppy vibe. It's called it's electronic, and K-pop in the early 2000s was heavily electronic. And like synthy mm. and like glittery. Okay, oh. what's everyone's favorite K-pop band? You got to know who was the two. one that you showed me with the guy that I liked. Oh, Mark. That's yeah. NCT. Okay, I'll pick that one. Cool. Which one? NCT Dream, NCT One Twenty Seven, NCT U, or NCT Twenty Twenty? Whichever one where Mark sings the most. He's oh, any of them. Then all of them. Right. <laughs> Thank you. And right. <laughs> I will say that K-pop band names are very strange they're compared stupid. to like other band names. They're so stupid. They try to have like concepts and stuff. Like they're crap. Like, you know, like you... let's just take a word and take all the vowels out and boom. Yeah, that's the name. Pow. Pretty much. <laughs> What's the most popular K-pop band? Or at right least now, the most BTS. Okay, it's always behind BTS. the scenes. Always BTS. Is, it, is BTS okay. behind the scenes? Is that what it stands for? Yeah, you got it. No, <laughs> that's what I literally always thought. It's not. No. I don't know how to say it because I can't speak Korean, but it basically stands for like some type of like, I don't know, boys club. Okay. Be the... Nope, nope. It's in Korean because <laughs> they're <laughs> Korean, but the acronym is BTS. So, you know, Elijah Hambly is almost fluent in Korean. I'm sure. That also, guy. Elijah, Seems shout like out if you watch this. Yeah, Elijah, Big I love fan. you. <laughs> I miss you a lot. Um, What's your favorite K-pop band, Ethan? <laughs> so, I never listened to K-pop until I worked at Sushi Maru. Okay. Because... They're Korean. Okay. Um, do I have a favorite? No, I like uh, that one guy, the rapper from Seattle. His name's uh, Sam Jay King. Park. Oh, Jay Park. Okay. Yeah. He's he was in a K-pop band. 
Oh, cool. He was in 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's the best there time of day. Two, there was two sides. There was 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. One was like dark and sexy. The other one just did ballads. They sucked. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Cam? You never answered this question. Um, I need to go last. Okay. I honestly really don't know that many. I think I've talked to you about this. Like I listened to some Blackpink and Black that's Pink. pretty much about it. Um, they're also like one of the more popular ones. So yeah, maybe the popular, popular ones aren't like the best to go with. I feel like that's with any music genre. Yeah. Um, but Blackpink's pretty good. They're at Coachella. Yeah. Oh, Coachella. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. The big leagues. So mm-hmm. just because they're young girls who are attractive, so I uh, go crazy for them. But I don't listen to a lot of K-pop or we know any of that. I do really appreciate J-pop. My cultures, C-pop? like just how like like the culture and their personalities, just Korean culture. They're very just kind of individualistic, but not. They're kind of <laughs> they are, but they're. I just love how confident and goofy they are. I think it's really interesting that, that makes like they're it's more like performance art almost mm-hmm. like the choreography uh, of their shows is fully unique to that genre, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really interesting uh, sideways video. I know I keep bringing this up a lot. Sideways. Um, there's a really good video where they were talking about auto tune and mm-hmm. how there's a lot of K-pop bands that use auto tune mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that like while they're doing their choreography that everything is super precise and on pitch, mm-hmm. but they do it live. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's co- like correcting their pitches, but in like real time mm-hmm. with software, which is like crazy to think like, I feel ah. like that's Korean culture too, is like this strive for perfection. Oh yeah. You see that all over the industry. Yeah. It's just in my blood. Okay. That too, I guess. <laughs> I, tell, I was supposed to talk about culture, but. <laughs> I tell people I was like, um, like in school, uh, my, my mom has her master's in like applied mathematics and something else. Oh, I don't know. And they're like, of course she does. She's Asian. I was like, no, my mom's white. She's like the whitest person I know. Your mom's <laughs> like, Stephanie. Hi. Stephanie. She is Stephanie. Aww. Uh, I have a fun. really funny story from Korea. <clears throat> okay. I don't know if you can put this in here. That was, that was my story. It was, it's one of the most, it's like one of the most memorable stories I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. I will never yep, forget that's that. that's pretty memorable. It's wild. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to. I'm excited to see that in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm too. Yeah, it's going to be good. No, 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 no. So my favorite K-pop band. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Cam, you're going to listen to I this. I really hope there's just this huge gap and it's just me going, so my favorite yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite K-pop band is EXO, mostly because it's like the nostalgia. I mean, I like their music too, but... Hugs and Kisses? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's uh. it's EXO. It stands for something stupid. Their whole concept is that they're aliens who are sent to Earth with superpowers, and they also sing, so I'm not really sure about that. But they have, like, cool videos. There's this really cringy music video they have where it's a Twilight spoof. So my favorite member in the band is Edward Cullen, and this car comes at him and this girl, and he like holds it from squishing her, just like in Twilight. It's horrible. I love it. EXO. It's Exoplanet. Thank you so much. Oh, so actually, like that's the... coming from the yeah. I don't think it stands for Exoplanet. That was like their. I just looked it up. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Fine. You're you're the K-pop expert. Yeah. But back in 2015, I had graduated high school, and I was working with my friend Emily White. Um. 
at a retirement home where we were servers, basically you just get paid minimum wage and no tips unless there's a creepy old guy who has a crush on you and he gives you 50 bucks behind the bleachers. But um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> but and falls you to your car and you're like, I'm uncomfortable. And your boss is like, I don't believe you. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. But anyways, that's a different story. <laughs> but my I remember watching these like, you remember like the YouTuber react videos oh, that mm -hmm. were huge. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, they suck now. But back in the day, I was like, I'll watch Shane. <laughs> Dawson on YouTube react. Dawson. Yeah, react. But they did one that covered um XO and like a couple other bands. And I went to work the next day and Emily and I used to watch these videos together sometimes. And I, she was like, Did you watch the new video? And I'm like, I did. I kinda liked one of the songs. And she's like, Oh my gosh, me too. Which one did you like? I'm like, the one by XO. She's like, Oh my gosh, me too. So we ended up spending I think an entire summer just watching all their music videos and getting really into it. And um, it's kind of like more of a nostalgia thing, like how my relationship with Emily grew into like really close friends because of this like obsession with a K-pop band. I'm chiller now. I'm not really like into it as much as I was, but it's also like just, it's fun. It's silly. I forced like three of my friends. I made PowerPoint spreads of different bands and force three of my friends you to sit. Me, yep. me included. I've done PowerPoint was sixty, like sixty days. slides or something, yeah. and music videos that took like maybe two hours to finish watching. I yeah. did it with Destiny. Tried to do it with Ashley. She was out of there fast. Yeah. And I spent an entire walk telling David about each of the members <laughs> and told him to pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah, nice. it was good. He yeah. picked the first name he could remember. Yeah, that's what I did too. But yeah. it turns out it was no, good, you liked Mark. It was a good choice though. You yeah. like Mark? Yeah, I do like Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest name for me to say. I think you would like, well, an XO. I think Cameron would like, um, <clears throat> you'd like uh, Dio. Dio. Dio, yes. Okay. Also Kyungsoo. He's in the army right now. Yeah. He's getting discharged soon. You would definitely like, you'd like uh, Chan Yul or Baekhyun. Why? You have to elaborate on why. Because Chan Yul and Baekhyun are the funniest ones, and Kyungsoo takes his music career the most seriously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's the Fair one enough. from uh, BTS who always is laughing? I don't always, know. Aren't they always? J-Hope? Aren't, aren't all of them Jimin? always laughing? V? No, one of them always looks super happy. J-Hope. Always is just laughing and giggling. Uh, okay. Probably Jimin then. Okay. Is he feminine looking? Is he tall? Aren't they all kind of feminine looking? Yes. No. Except for I don't know. Rap Monster. Rap <laughs> That's his name? No, it's know. Namjoon, but he went by Rap Monster when he was a child because he thought it made him sound tough. Now he hates it and just trying to go by RM. <laughs> but I he's still the, going by Rap Monster. I watched the James Corden carpool karaoke with them. Yeah. Nice. Rap Monster's the one who can speak fluent English because he watched Friends. Aww, <laughs> that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Does he have like an accent at all? Just no? like like a Brooklyn accent or something weird. Like it's just like deep voice accent. And you're like, is that coming out of your mouth? There's these two um, boys that are in a group called Stray Kids that grew up in Australia. So they have Australian Boy, accents. Mate. We're not, we're <laughs> yep, not doing this again, like Eden. Yep. Not again. <laughs> oh yeah. Not again. Oh no. Never again. Okay, next question. Next question. <sighs> is there something that you're afraid of facing as a nurse? So to go back to some this was fun work stories. Yeah, Emily guys, asks. what are you afraid of um, as a nurse? As a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> facing. Are you asking prostate us? Exams? Killing people? Oh, prostate exams. Killing exam. people. Yeah, prostate exams would scare me mm. to give and to receive. <laughs> <laughs> would be very uncomfortable. That's mine. Yours? <clears throat> or, yeah, yeah, that's mine. I don't know, just like awkward situations. 
mm-hmm. not knowing like what to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't really have a very good bedside manner. So mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're like telling me something like that's wrong, like <laughs> sorry, How I just be like, I just be like, loved hmm. one was passing away, Cameron. Interesting. The family. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Is my mom gonna make it? Fascinating. Interesting. Fascinating. You have a big savings account. I hope so. <laughs> Got some life insurance. On yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have an answer, Feffy? I don't know if there's anything I've been afraid of so far. Um, like fearless. <laughs> well, oh I mean, gosh. they've been I gross. Like that in a woman. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. They've been gross things like um, drains, draining really bad smelling stuff. Oh. I don't know how how vile can this get. It can get as mine's not vile. I'm not afraid of like I've seen like an arm ripped open from a dog bite. Yeah. I've like I've seen I've seen like I stood in on a surgery where to cut the person open they just burn their flesh away. Uh, yeah. So I've seen that stuff. I've seen someone just <laughs> that like that seems like terribly inefficient. No, it's fine. <laughs> I've I've seen like I had a woman sit down on the toilet and then she got up and like stumbled to her bed and I looked in to like throw the pee away and it was bright red. I'm like, oh, are you peeing blood? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But I think the thing that would scare me the most is code blue. Yeah. I don't, I've never, I haven't been in a high stress situation like that outside of a simulation where I have to call people in and do CPR and I'm responsible for someone's life right there. And if my compressions are not deep enough and I'm not letting that chest recoil, I could kill my patient. Right. And then you need to get IV access and then you need to leave a report to the doctors. I'm also afraid of a medication error. Things like that. Like if I've gone through so many patients dying, not even gone through so many, but I've gone through quite a few patients dying. So I like kind of know how to have bedside manner at that point. Yeah. I know like if I'm unfamiliar with like a medical diagnosis, them know that like i'm not super responsible for that that's the doctor's deal but like mm-hmm. i'm concerned about high stress situations like i walk into a room and my patient's not breathing yeah like one of my people in my cohort they gave their patients some ativan and oh, shoot. um uh po so by mouth it was supposed yeah. to be pills that they're supposed to swallow they find out later the patient never swallowed them had hit them crushed them up oh. and then found a oh. flush put water in it and gave it through them iv and it oh. crystallized into some green oh. like fungus thingamajigger and like the patient was like you know like not doing good because of like what they had just tried to inject themselves with like that's my fear is like oh i wasn't careful enough i'm so sorry (laughs) i wasn't careful enough in my duty as a nurse and now my my patient's like suffering for it yeah it would yeah oh go for it oh no i was just gonna say i totally agree with you because if i've seen i've seen patients throw up their own feces and so like Mm -hmm. things like (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like yeah (laughs) real constipated so like things like that i i agree like it, it just it's not like super huge fear i think the biggest thing i'm afraid of is at the end of the day, everything that I've done and everything I've charted, can it stand if I get called to court, like if I get sued or if the doctor gets sued or the hospital gets sued? And so that's like what I think about is when I'm charting, um, I'm not going to remember all my patients. So if like I have a patient who, you know, a year ago decides to sue the hospital for malpractice, have I documented enough where I can like go on the stand as a witness and say, this is what I did. Here's all the boxes I checked. Um, because if I leave like, pr- like openings, uh, they can come at me instead of going for the doctor. Do they, sue you or the hospital? they usually sue the doctors because the doctors have money and nurses are poor. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, it, I could like ne- ne- neglect. Like, I'm not really afraid of um, what like uh, uh, being sued for abuse or like malpractice because I'm pretty vigilant. But like, if I forget something, you're also a genuinely nice person. <laughs> so yeah, but if I forget something, like I genuinely forget to do something, like um, or document something, that can be seen as neglect. Takes as lungs. I walk out all the time without listening to the lungs and I'm like, hi, I'm back real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me listen really fast. Yeah. Are you breathing? <laughs> yeah. 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 I would say also I'm afraid of, 
I know at some point I'm going to hit a period in my life where I don't want to be a nurse mm. and I'm going to have burnout mm-hmm. and I'm afraid to reach that point. Cause I've met mm. people who have only been nurses for two years and they're like, I'm already fe- facing burnout because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. So mm. I just kind of, I keep on praying that like I continue to have this joy to serve others and serve the Lord in this way. Cause I don't mm. ever want to be looking at my job and being like, wow, I don't find any satisfaction in this anymore. That yeah. terrifies me. Yeah. I would be actually, I think I would be most afraid of if I, forgot my stethoscope at home you're giving them in the covid room the stethoscope he said stethoscope stethoscope thanks for I'm explaining upset. i need to leave i get it guys i get it i'm right. getting heated i'm getting mad next question so a story behind being a nurse so what Aww, what made you become a nurse that's that's like the classic interview question for nursing school. Well, Why do you want to become a nurse? Well, yes. <laughs> the money. What's that TV show? <laughs> Nurses. No, poor. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I hate that show. I hate that show. Really? Too. You don't like that show? No. Choose me. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Love me. It's just so dramatic and over the top. In the anytime you see a doctor checking vitals in a TV show, yeah, no, the doctor, three doctors helping to wheel a patient to the discharge lobby, no, no, <laughs> no, it's all nurses. Those those shows constantly don't show nurses. And yeah, nursing interaction. You tell the story first because I talk too much. No, tell, you, you, you tell my story. I'll tell yours. Actually. I don't I don't remember yours either, well, to be good. honest. Okay, then you should tell yours. <laughs> but I'll still tell yours. I'll just make it up. Oh, I'll make it up. Okay, so Feth wanted to be a nurse um, ever since she was 13 because she had to go to the hospital. She broke her brother's arm and they're only allowed one family member. And they were like, Feth, um, it's going to be you because she was afraid of needles at that point. And they're like, you're going to have to face your fears here. Nice. And it's punishment. Uh-huh. So you have to see a needle. Yeah. And so you ended up going with your brother, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his nurse, uh, his name was Derek. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. That is a man. Yeah. It, he was. He um, really was. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I've got to find Derek. But the only way I know how is to become a nurse, infiltrate his hospital, <laughs> you should and find him. <laughs> yeah. You should really write a book. And so uh, she pursued um, being yeah. a nursing assistant and then got into um, nursing school by lying and saying she wanted to help people. Uh-huh. Not and they're true. Like, Great. I want to find Derek. Yes. <laughs> um, and then she she graduated and she accepted the position um, at Providence Sacred Heart. And her first day on the floor, she sees Derek. No. And her heart stops. Her what? heart stops. It, my heart it? literally stopped. She she starts walking up to him, about to say like, "Oh my gosh, do you remember me?" She looks down, and on his finger, this is a, is a ring. joke. Is this real? Nice. No, this, this is, a is joke. so real. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turns out Derek is gay, but surprise twist, his lover is Boom. Who's so. <laughs> <laughs> changed his mind? I really enjoyed that story. Oh my that God. was a good story. Thank you. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. You should write a book on that. that yeah, thank you. We should, should write books. Yeah. Did you, you really? make it into mm-hmm. a new show? Hope that's not a question because yeah. that's embarrassing. <laughs> what kind of book? Yeah, that will make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The show okay. can be. Yeah. So tell the actual story. Tell the actual story. that in there? Maybe. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> it's a lot less funny. But oh, darn. um I actually wanted to be a journalist. <laughs> I wanted to write and I See really that? didn't like people. And so in high school my dream was to get a job where I could never talk to people and I could just sit at a computer with coffee and write all day. That sounds like awesome. my worst nightmare. Yeah. That sounds like my <laughs> worst That's nightmare. What I do. Yeah, I really <laughs> wanted that. Um but the more I started pursuing journalism and writing, the more I realized it was really not like conducive to like having a steady lifestyle 
Um, and also you have to be really competitive for that. And I'm too nice. So <laughs> I started looking at other things. Meanwhile, since the age of 12, my mom has told me you're going to be a nurse. You're going to be a nurse. You're going to be a nurse. And I kept saying no, because I was scared of diseases. I was scared of needles. I was scared of blood. Anytime my dad would tell us that somebody like a friend was sick or diagnosed with cancer or something, I had to leave the room because I was so terrified. So I was like, I'm not going to be a nurse. I refuse. So then I decided I wanted to do nutrition um, and do like physical therapy or I don't know. I was just all over the place. And so I actually ended up signing up for nutrition classes and I was ready to go down this road. And the day came to pay for these classes. My mom was like, okay, what are you going to do? And I was like, this doesn't feel right. This just doesn't feel right. I don't really know what it was. I just... Probably the Lord. Yeah, it was not the path the Lord the had Spirit for path. me. It was the, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit. <laughs> so I did not pay for the classes and I cried for a long time because I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And then out of the blue, um, a family friend asked me to do physical therapy with her parents. And I started doing therapy and I got to watch the NACs or the CNAs. And it was really cool to watch their job because they had such a good relationship with the parents. So I asked to be trained to that job and um, it was just kind of like being dunked into the fire a little bit. It was shocking and you had to like push past a lot of like barriers, like uh, what's the word? Like um, inhibitions. Per- yeah. And personal, personal, like a space and personal privacy things. You're wiping butts. Yeah. Like you just have to get in there and do the thing because it's got to be done and they can't do it. Um, and it was really cool. So like every morning I was able to help them get up in the morning and the man, the husband, took like an hour to get ready. So I would play his favorite CD of music. We'd get him sitting up. I'd get him dressed. We'd brush his hair, all that stuff. Get him in his wheelchair. And then his favorite song usually would come on at the very, very end once he was in his wheelchair. So I would pull him out in his wheelchair and he'd be singing at the top of his lungs his favorite song while I Aww. put him at the table and went back to work on his wife. It was the cutest thing. <laughs> nice. It made me so happy. So I worked with them for about six months, and when they passed away, I was like, no, I think I want to keep doing this. So I got my CNA license and then realized I couldn't move out of the house with just a CNA license because it doesn't pay very well. And then went to nursing school. (laughs) It doesn't pay very well. And then went to nursing school. And yeah, I've been scared of it ever since. Being a nurse is kind of scary. Before I became a nurse, I was scared. Now that I'm a nurse, I'm also scared. But it's like, I've never like doubted it. Like any other career I ever looked at, I was always kind of doubting it a little bit yeah. or hesitant and even though this career is super hard and like emotional i've never questioned that it was the right thing mm-hmm. so awesome. yeah mm-hmm. well, do you remember what song that his favorite song i was? don't but it was a really deep bit. what album is this yeah <laughs> well it was a song of hymns it was or an album of hymns oh boo what hymns and it was like what are you talking about <laughs> was it Heresy. the worm song <laughs> the worm song it was not it was actually super it, it um it was something similar to the old rugged cross. Oh. So it sounded like that. Um, but it was sung Aww. by a deep baritone and he had a deep baritone. So oh, he I would boom that. it at the top of his voice. Yeah. Nice. I actually have a video of him singing the old rugged cross and he was oh, very tired. Awesome. And he, he, you could tell he kind of was ready to go home and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he was just sitting there in his chair, like with his eyes closed, but he was singing the old mm-hmm. rugged cross, super, super loud. It was very sweet. It was That's such a good sweet. experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. That's cool that you got to be there for them like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, I read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I read a book about... Everyone probably knows The Fault in Our Stars. Yes. Yeah. So I read that book before it was a movie. I went and saw that movie with Luke Pearson. Do you remember him? I do. 
Okay. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it with him. But yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, it was supposed to be a date, but I went and saw it with a different friend first, and then we went together, and I was like, so this is not a date. And he's like, okay. He's like, cool. <laughs> and I cried. But so I read the book, and it's about these two teenagers who are cancer patients, and they fall in love, and then things happen. I won't spoil it, but you probably shouldn't read it not that good <laughs> but i remember reading it and being super upset because all the nurses were useless like they weren't helping i know it was like a novel law but like i just felt like the nurses weren't doing anything they were just the kids were like i'm so depressed and the nurses like wow sucks man yeah. <laughs> really sucks uh, and i'm like oh my gosh like that's terrible i want to be someone who can be there for like these families and these kids in these situations and i always knew i wanted to do some type of career that helped others hmm. um because that's how i got like that's how i felt like the lord um, created me personality wise. I like making people laugh and making them feel comfortable and included. <laughs> so thanks, Ethan. <laughs> um, so I thought, yeah, I want to do pediatric oncology when I was like 13 or 14. And then, uh, yeah. And then I just kept pursuing that and I am not smart and not like <laughs> driven. So I had a lot of setbacks in school and college, but it, like throughout everything, the Lord just kept confirming that this is the path he had me on um, over and over and over again. So I never, I also never felt like, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? Mm -hmm. Is it really nursing I'm supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm supposed to do psychology or nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> psychology. <laughs> um, psychology interesting. It is interesting, but it's not what I want to do with my life. Plus, my dad thinks it's a fake science. So yeah. he would have disowned me. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> love you, dad. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up, that's how I got into nursing. And right now I work with adults and stuff, which I super, super love, but mm -hmm. eventually I, I would hope to get into, um, peds oncology one day right. and mm -hmm. do that. I got to do some clinicals there and that was really special mm -hmm. taking care of like a boy who had gone blind a couple weeks before. Cause he found out he had a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. What? And so he, he went blind completely in one eye and was going blind in his other one. And we used to just sit for hours and he'd tell me about the dreams he was having. And, um, they were just like, you know, like normal dreams, like, oh, someone's following me in a dream or like I ended up at the grocery store, but he just paid attention to every single little bit of detail and would describe things to me. And then he'd sit and ask me about my dreams and he would ask me, what were they wearing? Like, what was the texture like? What, what type of, what time of day was it? And I, I never really thought about my dreams in that much detail before, but he was like clinging onto anything that had like color or like that was just different from what he was seeing right now. And I just thought that was so special mm -hmm. that this like, he was such a jerk to all the other nurses because he's a 13 year old boy who's going through it. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, who was like younger, so he's like, no, she's probably fine. We would just sit and like talk for hours. And it was really special for me to be someone who could be someone like that for mm -hmm. him and his family. Like I got to know his grandma and his mom uh -huh. because it was his birthday when we were hanging out. So it's awesome. Yeah, just stuff like that. I feel like it makes it really, it's very humbling to be that type of person for someone else. And I'm really happy the Lord put me in a position like this. <laughs> yeah, I remember when like you were kind of telling us about your story, like as you were kind of going through the process. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just remember that like you were talking about how just like everything lined up and, mm -hmm. um, like came together like in a literal way that miracles was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 that was the cool thing about going through nursing school with you was watching <laughs> how the lord like made it happen and there were a couple times <laughs> where it's just a little bit like holy cow this is is this it's gonna happen lord. is this gonna happen and then that magical email shows up and oh. then you suddenly you're passing that class yeah <laughs> and it was, I was just like, amazing. Oh, point like one away per percent yeah. away from like not passing a class and the professor literally was like 
whatever you pass and I was like, no but she also included in the email please get a tutor get a tutor <laughs> i also was told one of the times i went and met with my counselor like the only time i ever did because they kept mixing me up with different counselors she was like you didn't do well in this class and this class and the students who don't do well in those two classes do not pass their NCLEX mm-hmm. she was right but i did pass it the second time yeah hey, yep. nice. that's awesome go. yeah how did you get into your how did you know that's what you're supposed to do? Same thing. He draw. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, was it Derek? He draw. Was it, it was Derek. Huh? Yeah, it was Derek. Um. <laughs> Second time this has happened to me. What's wrong with your throat? <laughs> it's Derek. <laughs> that's so funny. So, yeah, it was kind of the same way. Just like everything lined up perfect. Mm. I literally went from... Being in high school and sort of doing a lot of these things on the side, so like I had the screen printing business mm. and I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, graphics and design stuff uh, for the homeschool program and for, you know, some of my other clients. And I was doing some freelance stuff. And um, so I knew that like this is something that's fun that I am <laughs> sort of good at and, you know, I want to get better at doing this thing. And so then I basically just went straight from high school to college. Um did really well in college. Uh, I was a part of the uh, graphic design club, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just it just felt like super natural yeah, your uh, to thing me doing fast. that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then I got a job. Well, I did an internship um, that d- it didn't pan out, um, which is too bad because they're awesome people. Mm. Uh, but then I got a job at where I work now, like mm-hmm. a few weeks before I actually graduated. So mm-hmm. it's just like everything lined up perfect, and it, it was definitely God like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen. Like there was maybe um one or two other people that had jobs by the time that they graduated. Um there's some that like I have no idea what happened if they're working or if they're like they like moved to a like different industry. Graphic design. We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that was really cool though. Cool. I remember all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the community is like super small. So I try to like keep in touch with the people that I went to school with and um yeah it's just it's weird like spokane like everyone knows everybody and um, actually sears you know everybody <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like um so like connection wise like business yeah like yeah like okay. business connection wise so like uh i think four or five of my classmates are in like almost all of the big advertising firms okay um in spokane and then a few of the guys that i know from like going to events uh they work at companies with other people that I know from other places. And then uh, there's a few of them that actually work at um, Speak, at Speak's oh, podcasting cool. studios, nice. uh, which is like super weird that mm-hmm. like those two different industries like coming together. But um, yeah, it's a really cool community and um, yeah, super That's awesome. crazy. That's awesome. What about you, Ethan? You just love insurance and Geico. Yeah. So uh, you saw a lizard one day and you're like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess I technically don't necessarily know what I'm doing. Like as far as like what facet of occupation I'll be in. But Mm. uh, actually I've always been very intrigued with doctors Uh, for like six months. I wanted to be a doctor. I was going to say we all are. We all want to marry a doctor. (laughs) That'd be awesome. I'd love to marry a doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I loved like ER doc, like just like the emergency room doctors, just because of how like cocky and confident they were. They are. Uh, so yeah, I always was very intrigued with like this like ER doctors and like some of my best friends' parents were doctors. Uh, so for like six months, I wanted Flex. to be a doctor. 
And then I was like, I can't do the school. I took yeah, algebra yeah. one twice in high school and I got a C both times. Same. God bless. <laughs> uh, so then I, I actually, yeah. um, I really wanted to be in pharmaceutical sales oh. because My I mom. loved talking to doctors. Okay. <laughs> like, I just like the kind of the, the culture of it, I Maybe guess. you should have been a nurse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we get to talk to doctors a lot. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's, I love being yelled at on the phone. So <laughs> I worked at the country, Kalispell Country Club, and this is how I met Dan Can. There was uh, the bartender. She's like your stereotypical, like, 60-year-old, you know. Oh, 60 She's 60-year-old, but, <laughs> like, she was just, like, like, 80, you know, like, 70s, 80s, just super, like, you know, bartender super are they allowed sassy. to be tending bars at that old oh yeah yeah oh. so she was just super sassy okay. i was a terrible server i just got distracted all the time so there was this family that sat down and uh, she came over the bartender said ethan don't mess this up i was like why she's like they tip really well i was like oh, okay cool i was like who are they uh you know dan can the guy on the tv and radio i was like never heard of him he's like really everyone knows who dan can is and i'm like he must not be that special because I've never heard of him and I know everybody. I don't, I don't know him. <laughs> so I told I told the uh, I told I told her that and then I go to the table and I'm like, hey, you're Dan Can, the guy on the TV and radio. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and I introduced myself and he asked like, what I wanted to do and I was like, I want to get into pharmaceutical sales. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And then my little brother Silas, uh, his kids went to Northwest Christian for a while, so he knows my little brother because he was really good at football. And then uh, he's like, oh, you're Silas's brother. I was like, yeah, that's me, Silas's brother. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know what you need to do is you need to find a mentor and ask to take him out to coffee and like get plugged in and just like have a whole bunch of mentors. We started talking. And then at the end, he basically was like hinting that I asked him out to coffee. So, hey, you want to go get some coffee? Pick your, pick your brain. <laughs> so uh, I... Uh, Met with him and he it was under one stipulation. I had to buy a book before he met with me and read the book. Huh. Uh, no, it was uh, by Dale Carnegie. It's, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I read the book, changed my perspective on how I interact with like, it really blessed me as far as just like not fighting with my mom. Love you, mom. <laughs> um, Love you stuff. Read the, so I read the book um, and uh, he like introduced me to all of these like super high up pharmaceutical sales reps and then he uh a whole bunch of people quit at geico and he's like hey he's at the country club just on a business call with his sunglasses on he's like hey ethan i was like what he's like hey you want a job i was like sure <laughs> so i went and uh i it was like a sales job i was like oh this is awesome so didn't realize it was not what i thought it was going to be so i quit after a week came back a month later because he wanted me to work again so i was working like six hours a week uh, and then I tried quitting again, offered me a different position doing marketing, tried leaving again, and then he wrote me in again. Uh, and then he basically is like, hey, Ethan, you're not supposed to do pharmaceutical sales. I was like, why? He's like, uh, he says, just with your personality, you need to be your own like employee. Like you cannot do structured things like this. <laughs> he's like, I, I work 60 hours a week sometimes, and then I'll work none. I was like, He's like, you just can't do this. He's like, you're supposed to start an insurance company. So I'm like, okay, fine. And then, so that's basically how I got into insurance. And uh, I don't love insurance, but I love the concept of it. Because it's just like passive income. And then you can just not do anything. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you just need to start an insurance company. And then you can just invest the money 
that you're making into other businesses and then just like basically start other businesses and just be your own employer. He's like, you need to be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, okay, fine. So everything he tells me to do, I do it within 48 hours. So he literally gives me random books and I read the books and he tells me to do this. And I'm like, okay, fine, Dan, I'll do this. And so that's kind of, I don't know what I'm going to do though. So, but I'm I can see you as doing your own thing for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically you just build up a customer, like a client base, and then that supports you pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, but who knows? Maybe I'll get called to do a national ministry or be a stay-at-home dad. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. That's right. Maybe the rapture will happen and I won't have to worry about any of this. Maybe you'll meet a doctor. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet a doctor, yeah. I always tell people I thought about being a doctor, but I just they just cap out salary-wise. So they don't make enough money. <laughs> funny <laughs> next question oh. what life lessons wait life lessons you've learned that's so vague this is such an ethan question no 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 this? no you do this yeah, i can i don't question. like doing this this sucks life lessons I've learned. Who's we need jesus cameron did. Oh, okay <laughs> we need jesus that's that's my life lesson I I could oh, probably go through question. so okay rude. I could probably go through so many, but I think the one I've been learning lately within the last year is um oh this is so cheesy and hallmark, but basically having more extending more grace to myself. I hate like 2020 is the year I take care of me and self-love. Like that's stupid. But I think there's something to be said about like you need to forgive yourself for things. Like I'm not gonna be perfect. Why am I holding myself to this? high standard knowing that I'm never going to obtain it and I'm just going to be disappointed in myself and it came it started off with just something super small I was going to start a a bullet journal back last January and I was I was super apprehensive and I didn't want to start it in the at first because I was like I'm just not going to be able to keep up with it and then I'll be kicking myself because I didn't keep up with it and I'll just be ticked and then I was like you know what just forgive yourself do it because you're gonna have fun drawing in it and it'll be fun for the few months that you're able to keep up with it and just don't have any expectations of it's it's not going to be perfect, but like it doesn't have to be much like, I don't know, I feel like that's something kind of like artists have to maybe everyone, but maybe especially in art culture, like drawing. I, I would love drawing growing up, but after a while I got sick of it because I was like, oh, I'm just not making any progress and I'm not making the progress I think I should be making and my drawings aren't coming out the way I want them to. And it just takes so much practice. And I was like, well... I think it, it, you really need like a heart of forgiveness and extending grace to yourself because like it's not going to be perfect. That's why we practice at it. So needless to say, the bullet journal did not get very far. I think I made it to June and um, gave up because I was like, I have a life now of studying for for my NCLEX and getting a job and just everything that happened. But I really appreciate that lesson that it taught me. And that's something I definitely have been carrying forward in, in my career as a nurse and working with crossover um, and friendships and stuff like that. So that's my life lesson I've learned. Nice. Uh, I actually was thinking about a song that actually kind of has lyrics that like what you were talking about, like extending grace to yourself. Hmm. If you haven't like achieved the goals that you mm. want to, or like if you're in a place that you like, you think that you want to be in like a different place that you're not. Um, it's basically like talking about how like I'm still on track. Hmm. Um more than a minor setback, but I'm still on track. Mm -hmm. All my dreams are still in sight, but I got my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a, a good way to say like, I, you know, I may not have grown as much as I had wanted to, but there's still a lot of time left to 
to grow and to do those things right. that you know you want to do and um yeah that's cool yeah. i like that yeah. and i like what you said too about like it's okay if you only do it for a few months because i feel like we set these i i don't i do this i set really high standards for myself mm-hmm. like i have to accomplish this by the end of the year this is like what i have to meet and i think having that attitude is so much more harmful than if you're just like well here's what i'm gonna do for 20 minutes today mm. and then go from there mm-hmm. and yeah i like that a lot yeah thanks yeah <laughs> I mean, I think a big lesson I've learned and I'm still learning is um, how to say no to people. Mm. I'm a big people pleaser. And um, what I've come to realize reflecting back on my years, (laughs) sounds so silly, of saying yes to people is it's actually a lot more harmful to people sometimes, especially when I double book, I don't know, like plans or I have to end up like saying no to people in the end. Yeah, that'd be terrible. (laughs) Sorry, Stephanie. (laughs) 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 Or I've done a subpar job because I'm so spread thin. Um, Or I don't take care of myself and um, I end up like not sleeping or having anxiety. So I think being able to say no um, is actually a lot better for friendships and myself and for other people in the long run. There's a Hamilton song about that. There is. (laughs) Also, I just thought, I feel like butter. Scratch over too, too much, much bread. bread. <laughs> no, did you guys see Lord of the Beans? It's so, yes. such a better quote. I feel yes. like chocolate pudding scraped across too much ham. <laughs> it's so much better. I totally forgot about that. Thomas, if you're still watching this, is geeking out right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I think about that a lot. Who loves Lord of the Beans? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> scraped across too much. It makes so much less sense, but also so much more sense at the same time. I love it. Yeah. Ethan, what about you? I feel like you've learned a lot of life lessons, not saying that you've had to, but like you're, I think you're the most open to learning and like accepting change. Uh, life lessons. Um, I think back in high school, I, I, I had a, I think I had a really bad mindset until like a few years ago. I always just wanted to be like, I want to be done with high school or like, I want to be done with middle school. I'm ready for high school. And then once I got to high school, it's like, I want to be done. And like, I never really knew like to like, like it's the stereotypical live in the moment. Hmm. Um, so it was always like rushing things. And then once I got to college, it's like, I just want to be done with college. Mm-hmm. But I realized that I was like limiting like everything that was happening, like in the present mm-hmm. when I only cared about like the future mm-hmm. and wanting to rush through things. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest life lesson that I've learned is just like one, like literally like 10 minutes at a time. Like mm-hmm. literally like you have to like break it into like, I, at least I have to, sorry, sorry, Cameron, I'm sorry for the table. I have to like break it into like, like I literally have to sometimes be like at work. It's like, I wish I wasn't here right now. I can't wait until like five o'clock. Got you. Yeah. Like I'm blessed and I'm here and I'm going to make this next 10 minutes, the most like intentional 10 minutes of my life. That's good. And that's literally, I have to like break up my days a lot of time. That's, that's really good. good. So, I yeah. feel like that's also really good for trying to avoid burnout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, by like realizing that. Like it may not be exactly what you want to do, but I think you can still find joy in a lot of those like daily things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kim, I actually have a bunch of notes. So like, I won't look at your notes. Sorry. At my at my diary? job, your di- your diary. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm basically like putting together this giant list of like things that I've learned from work specifically, because I think that it would really help people who are like new going into the industry. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I have a lot written down. Um, I can't read it, but, um, I think it'd be cool to like, you know, create another podcast or a book or, or something of life advice. 
Well, just like design, like des- like advice for designers specifically. Sure. So a blog post. Um, blogging. <laughs> blogging. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm. I can see you blogging. I can see really? you mom blogging. Mom, oh my gosh. Some like script. Some script. You'd get off with the suburban moms. <laughs> I can see that too. All of them just loving you, Cam. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Sweet bald boy. <laughs> uh, I would say for life experience, um, taking ownership of your actions and your job and like everything that you're doing and you know, regardless of if you're in a leadership position or not, I think taking ownership really like it signifies your maturity mm. and shows that you're not just like everyone else who is trying to like pass the buck to save their own skin. And yeah, it's just a, I think a, a good thing to do. Uh, and if you're a leader, it's definitely a good thing to do. Um, but yeah, I've been learning a lot about that. Uh, I think there was a book that I recommended a few podcasts ago um jocko willink's book extreme ownership is a really good book to read um it's it's specifically for uh leaders but i think it applies to a lot more situations okay like you know if you're in a relationship i think it would really help um with that because there is a lot of ownership that you know you need to have in a relationship but um i'm the owner everyone's a leader yeah i mean Technically, either a good technically, one yeah. I mean, some people more Would than others. More dominant but... in a relationship, probably. I think so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what scares me is like if I'm I'm such a the class of Eve situation of like wants to be in authority over her husband that mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh dang it, I'm gonna be the worst girlfriend slash wife when it comes. I thought yeah. you were talking about you and Feth. That too. Yeah, I like both. Yeah, yeah. They, they coincide. I think I'd be a great girlfriend to you. Yeah. But not to a boy. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, and I guess one more life lesson. Oh yeah, sorry, we're still uh, talking about <laughs> not not everything that you do, or you know, especially if you are in a position like a you know job where you're creating things. Not everything has to be like the next best thing or oh, yeah. like revolutionary or groundbreaking. No. It just like, it puts way too much pressure. And mm-hmm. I think this kind of goes into like what you were saying about bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously you should be trying your best, but if you, you know, you shouldn't be trying too hard to the point where you're just being perfectionistic yeah. and you're just questioning everything that you're doing. Um, and so, you know, there's an analogy that they used when I was going to school where they were basically saying like, it's kind of like baseball where, you're given tons of chances um, to, you know, to hit a home run. And the more things that you do and are involved in, you know, the more chances you get to make a home run. But not every hit has to be a home run. Like some can just be like bunts, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's pretty helpful, uh, you know, maybe more for my industry, but for some other industries as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Allegory. What is your favorite Bible verse or Bible verses? Ooh. If you want to be super fancy. Uh my life verse. I don't know why I did the weird <laughs> good quotation marks. Quotes is 2 Corinthians um 12, 7 through 10. And it's the one that's like my grace is sufficient for you. So like in, nice. in weakness and stuff. And that's I've I don't know I think the first time I ever read that I was like oh my gosh that is pure poetry mm. and I just like the way it rolled off the the page and stuff and so that stuck with me but like 
that's why I memorized it in the first place. But since then, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, like this really like applies to me and really helps me through things. And I love it. I, I also really like um, the Exodus one. I do not remember the reference right now. I think it's like 1616. I don't remember. Don't come for me, Bible thumpers. <laughs> but um, oh, it's yes. basically like, wait for the Lord. You need only to be still. And he's talking to the army of Israel. And I was just like, dang, that's pretty powerful. Like, that's incredible. There's so many times where I just get anxious and I'm trying to like figure out things to do to either like stop the anxiety or like maybe I just need to work at this or do something else. And just to have the idea of like, the Lord's working for you on your behalf. You only need to be still and trust in him. There's other good ones. I like, um, I think it's one in Psalms where it's like, it's talking about God saying like, you are good and you only do good. Mm -hmm. And I think about that when I'm in tricky situations that I'm not enjoying. I'm like, well, he's like, what's his character? Okay. Focus on that. Focus on like that. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mm -hmm. Um, and things like that. There's other ones that I like too, but yeah, those are the ones that come to mind mm -hmm. first. Yeah. I know. I feel like it's really hard to pick just one favorite verse. Yeah. Um, but I guess the one that I had on my mirror, 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 all mirror. last year, mirror, was um, Philippians 2. And I don't have it memorized, even though I read it like every morning. But okay. it was 2, 5 through 8, where it says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And it goes on about God's exaltation or Jesus's exaltation. But mm -hmm. um, I really liked that because I think it changed my attitude of how I am supposed to live. We're called to be like Christ and seeing Christ as our example of how to live is like the way you you make that change. You, mm -hmm. Every day you strive more and more to be like Christ. And having that humility and like meditating on that humility mm -hmm. that Christ had, I think was changing for me because I think a lot of the time I have this attitude of like, I want to be the smartest person in the room or I want to be like the nicest person in the room. And like, it's kind of backwards because it, it feels like it's, it's like, I want to be a good person, but it becomes more of a pride thing than mm -hmm. actually being mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. And so seeing the example of Christ um, in all his perfect righteousness, being like going to a death on a cross that was the most like humiliating thing and becoming sin on my behalf, I think that just changed my attitude about how I'm supposed to be as a Christian and to other, especially how I interact with others. Mm -hmm. Ethan, do you have a favorite Bible verse? My favorite Bible, yeah, I do. Uh, my life verse, my parents gave me, it was uh, Psalms 139, ah. which is, um, the, you have searched me and you know me, you know when I sit and when I rise up, that verse. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so yes, I have sentimental, sentimental attachment to that verse. Um, and then I like the, I always forget the references that come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. The pick up my yoga pot, the... And pick up oh, my yoga okay. upon me and learn from me. Mm -hmm. Probably in... Is that Matthew? Matthew? Yeah. yeah. We're just bad yeah. Christians. <laughs> yeah, sorry I butchered that. God? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Jesus. That's why we have the internet and Google. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get smited. Yep. Smited. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's... That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I... Just to remind, like, like we, I need Jesus. Like, when oh, I yeah. stress out, like, I mm -hmm. just need Jesus. And mm -hmm. Give me rest. Yeah. So... And I love Psalm 139 because it's so individual. It's so like God saw you and he knit you together. 
and anywhere you go, he will always find you, which is, is a good thing. Like, you can't escape Santa from Claus. Santa Claus. He knows when I mean, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's a really beautiful psalm. Yeah. Love psalm. Legan? Um, I think I used to have a favorite verse at one point, but... But now you're a bad Christian. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, I have a lot of favorite books mm-hmm. uh, that I'll read from time to time. His favorite Bible uh, verse is a J.R. Tolkien quote. This is all. Are you allowed to just say that one or like the gold one or whatever the freaking gold one is? I'll just pick one of Paul's. Uh, <laughs> okay. Where it's just like, <laughs> just like paragraphs in the same sentence. Um, no, but I was going to say like, um, I really like Philippians, Ephesians, Galatians, the, like that those trio. Letters. Uh-huh. Uh, those letters. And I think like studying philippians kind of got me colossians you don't um, like her i uh not necessarily i i do like first and second corinthians a lot mm-hmm. uh, and i think my favorite verse used to be in for i think it was in first corinthians i don't remember where mm. um but yeah i mean any of those books there's a lot of like really good applicable yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah the verse in galatians where he says you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Really gets me going. I feel that <laughs> one. Yeah. In First Corinthians, yeah. where he's like, "Why are you sleeping with your dad's wife?" I'm like, "Oh, conviction." Bible got some whacked nice. out stories. I remember not paying attention to Passageary when I was a child, and mm-hmm. I was just flipping through the Old Testament, and I was like. Who the frick is Tamar? Oh, <laughs> I read that no. one old little bitty. Yikes. And then later when um David had a daughter. Ooh, ooh. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> I was reading that story and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy right now. Yeah. 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 There's some wild ones. Joseph King of Dreams did not cover the Diana subplot. Mm. Not at all. Mm. Not even a little. <laughs> 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 and I'll leave it at that, that. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Okay, great. Well, we ended that on a happy note. We did. Good stuff. <laughs> Do you have any favorite quotes? Oh, frick. Oh, man. Not all it can't be about lost. <laughs> Can I have some that are like song quote? quotes from friends? It could be anything. It could be from a movie, I from used, a show, can it be from, from a real person. Are we canceling songs? Um, sure. You can say songs. Because sure. I definitely have a favorite song. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess I can't really think of anything from like a book or a movie. Well, I guess this is written. But something me and my um, fellow theologian type friends like to say is from Jonathan Edwards when he says you contribute nothing to your salvation except the sin that makes it necessary oh <laughs> my gosh and it's like such a <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're a light in the dark place there look at you yeah, to, to, to go off of that my favorite quotes from the office uh and it's, it's don't uh, drop the of soap. course it is <laughs> it's not actually it's, it's Dwight he says uh, uh don't be an idiot <laughs> nice Okay. It's great words. How did Dwight know to count, like quote my father? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the office where the quote, well, look how the turntables comes from? I think that's, yes. yeah. oh, I was going to say the Jonas Brothers. No, no it's from did. the office. That's yeah. a good one too. Whatever. That's a, it's a, it's a quote. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I acknowledged it. Yeah. It's very philosophical and theological yeah. sounding. Yeah. Very city on a hill. <laughs> oh, the one I just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty deep against all the evil that hell can conjure against all the wickedness that mankind can produce we will send unto them only you 
Is this Charles Spurgeon? Rip and tear until it is done. No. It's Charles Spurgeon. No, no, no. What's his face? You know, it just made me think of that. Just like a really epic monologue, like at the uh, beginning. Oh, got of the, you, of got you, got thing. you. Because you have like the Lord of the Rings uh, intro monologue, which is like so classic. It was just, it just reminded me of that. From Doom? Yeah. Oh. What are you doing? It, it's just like a, it's just something that get you pumped. Like, oh, David's into, favorite quote? Into the world. Were you doing Dave, uh, Samwise's speech at the end of yeah. Two Towers where yeah. David loses it? Just sobs. <laughs> I, I just, that's a reminder of that. And so I wanted to look it up. I'm not going to read it, but. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of good left in the world. Oh, no. I Googled Samwise Ganji quote, and the first thing that came up was potatoes, boil a mash and stick <laughs> oh, in a I stew. Always think that's 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 I always think of that. I can't for you, but I can, <laughs> can carry you. you. Yeah, that's a good Linebacker. Idea. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> I don't know any good dad jokes. I don't know any dad jokes. I know I have a joke that I wrote. Um, so my biology professor like to give extra Let's credit. Your biological dad. My biological dad. No, my biology professor gave extra credit on tests. Were you to homeschooled? Who wrote? I went to college. Oh. <laughs> um, extra credit for if you wrote a joke on the back of a test. So I wrote this joke. Um, it's a bit of a setup here. So so Gandhi, <laughs> he um was religious and so he would walk around barefoot as part of his religion um he also had a really weird diet that was made him like super tired a lot and very fragile and also gave him really really bad breath um and bad breath is called a in a scientifically is called haliotosis i think don't look at me so anyway he was a super calloused fragile mystic hexed by haliotosis thank you that was really good (laughs) Nice. I'm going to get that tattooed. Yeah, you should. He gave me extra credit, and then he wrote underneath it, come to me, and I'll give you even more extra credit. <laughs> come to me, all who are weary. And I will give you extra credit. And I talked to him, and he said he told it to his wife, and they <laughs> sat around the house laughing for like 15 minutes. <laughs> they that's, thought it was so funny. That's really clever. That I don't think I could ever like, think of... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I did not, not come up with that. <laughs> oh, then screw you. That's right. I'm not that clever either. <laughs> yeah. Who comes up with anything anymore, though? That's It's true. just all true. like remixed. Oh. Unless the podcast guys. Oh my god. Unless you guys have anything else that you want to talk about. You have to read the thing. Lena's question. What? The Lena's thing. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a question that didn't make the board or no, um this is so, all this is all Cam. You got uh, it, Cam. Elena um wanted us to read um a poem, a romantic poem to you guys. Aww. From Elena. Uh, she wrote it? No, no. Aww. She said read one for Aww. me, from me. So I was going to do a bunch of research and have some like really deep poem that would have been like funny and interesting, but I didn't have time. So I came up with one that is really stupid. Wait, you I found the poem will, from no, Elena? No. Oh, you were reading no, this I'm from saying her. I, I came up with a very stupid poem that sort of fits the criteria. She said read a romantic poem I know that on, she's, for, on, on my behalf. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're probably going to hate it. She's going to hate it. But um, yeah, it'll, yeah. Fulf- it'll fulfill the, okay. the question. Okay. We're ready. Okay. Roses are red. No, great. Violets are blue. Code blue. Elena (laughs) Elena says hi and that she loves you. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's kind of cute. I love you, Elena. (laughs) That's really sweet. We love Elena. Elena's the best.